Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Luke and Pete Show. It's Thursday. I'm Pete Donaldson, joined by Mr. Luke Moore. How are you doing, Lukey? All right. Yeah? All yeah, right. Nice. Good. Seem a bit standoffish. What's going I'm on? I'm all right. I'm going to Belgium tomorrow. What are you doing in Belgium? What business do you have in Belgium? Uh, my wife and I are going to see uh, Nick Cave in Brussels. Right. And then we're going to spend the rest of the week in Bruges. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. lovely. And I'm really excited for it. It's probably my favourite, might even be my favourite place in Europe to go to. You're going to have a Stroop waffle? Probably will, yeah. Probably several, yeah. actually. Probably <laughs> several. Uh, and the waffles, they do the bigger waffles with the ice cream. Yes. And they've got an amazing shop there, which they claim is the best chocolate shop in the world called The Chocolate Line mm. in Bruges. Um, so I'll probably visit that as well. Might mm-hmm. climb to the top of the bell tower. Might have a little bike ride. Go on a little canal boat ride. Has Loads your, pa- of stuff has your partner do. been to Bruges before? We've been together. We've, uh... we've been together before, yeah. Um, we had a lovely time. Going back, I don't back, know the weather's going to be as good this time, but who, who knows? Um, mm. By the way, speaking of going to see Nick Cave um, in Belgium, it's a little one-day open-air festival thing. We didn't talk about me going to Primavera Sound last week, did we? Oh, yeah, that's right. You went to Primavera Sound there before? the weekend. Um, no. No, my only uh, foreign festival is uh, Not Alive in Portugal. That's it's one it's the same thing, I think. Is it the same company? Is it in Porto? Uh, no, it's in Lisbon. Okay, right. So uh, this one was, support- was sponsored by Not as well, which is a right. um, mobile phone provider in yes. Portugal, I think. Um, but this is where I think actually I went to this one before when it was called Paradise Decora in the same spot about 15 years ago. Mm. Um, but this time around, I guess Primavera Sound have expanded out from Barcelona to a different place, right? Right, okay. Uh, but I thought it was good. I, do you know what I liked about it? I like that European festivals are A, a lot more chilled, chilled out. Mm. B, don't start till later in the day. Mm-hmm. So you ain't got to worry about cooler. getting hot and stuff, yeah. sunburn and all that kind of crap, mm-hmm. um, which is a big factor for me. Um, and I like that. The one thing I didn't like about it is you had to drink Superbock. I don't mind Superbock. Sagras nice. is better, isn't it? And and if you're drinking Superbock, it's usually like two euros or something. It's so cheap there. It was it was still quite cheap um, in the festival itself. Mm, Portugal is cheap generally, though, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, but the, a lot of yeah. the um, a lot of the how much is your ticket price? Cheap. Yeah, like eighty euros or something. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And it's mainly because they just opened completely to sponsors, and so it's almost like a an expo for different mm. companies and stuff. So there's so many sort of food trucks and uh, one of and the kind of um, product trucks. One of the stages was sponsored by Binance. 
Binance. Don't they make weird phones? I thought it was crypto, wasn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, right, crypto. okay. Binance. It it's so stupid. It's quite, right. it's quite Bitcoin weird. Bitcoin finance, is that it? Is that kind of I crypto? guess. I'm not really sure, but it just seemed really funny. That is atrocious. Binance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was so cheap, the, the festival ticket itself. Because some friends of mine I went with, they mm. they um, rented a villa. Right, yeah. But nice. there's it's so many people. Yeah. So it just wasn't that expensive, mm. right? So I think it turned out to be a hundred and just over a hundred euros each. It's not bad, yeah. is it? And the ticket was like eighty euros. Yeah, I mean it's crazy cheap. It's ridiculously cheap <laughs> uh, to the point where I didn't, um, I, I couldn't make the Thursday night mm. for, for other reasons. So I flew out on Friday morning mm. and I still didn't feel ripped off. Yeah, which definitely. is wicked. Does it do, do, they don't do Sunday nights, do they? They just do Friday, Friday, Saturday. Correct. It's Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just a better, um, better, better plan because Sunday nights is just one. St- I was listening to my partner's doing the Isle of Wight Festival. Um, and I was thinking Sunday is just. The, the bands start a bit earlier and like nobody really wants to be hungover on a Monday. I just Britain's got a really just... weird relationship with the Sunday. Yeah. To me, the relationship with the Sunday in Britain is that people either go, mm. it's Sunday today, mm. so I'm not doing anything to recovery work day. Tomorrow, yeah, yeah. Or they, normally younger people, mm. um, will rail against the idea of something to get as fucked up as possible yes. and just battle through Monday. Well, they do it like uh, Bank Holiday Mondays in Hartlepool used to be, you know, just at people oh, yeah. beating the shit out of each other pissed. On the Monday, do it on the Sunday. Yeah. And enjoy it. Yeah, I'll do it on the Sunday yeah. as well. And recur- <laughs> do both exactly, they're doing it every single day. Britain's relationship with the Sunday is very odd. It, yeah. I just think it's very, very complicated. Like, the idea that, um, like one of the things, for example, the wife I have access to when she moved over here from the US, the one thing that she didn't fully... Re- re- like prepare for and that I didn't think would ever be a problem would never come on my radar mm. was how short the shop opening hours are right so in London in, in Oxford Street it's probably different like right in the centre of London yeah. it's probably different and then people listening are from different from all over the world so it's probably different wherever they are but in the UK provincially mm. the shops are closed I mean she couldn't believe it for example that the coffee shop near our house in West Norwood, which is in London, yeah. would close at like 4pm. <laughs> Whereas like in America... Who's drinking coffee after that though? But they sell other shit. Mm. And in the US, you go to... Like, I mean, where my wife's from, you'll drive 10 minutes down the road and you're not even in a town, mm. right? You're probably... You're in very, very suburb- suburban like New England. Mm. There'll be a shopping mall there, open air, you know the ones I mean, and there'll be no one in them and they're open till 10. Yeah. You go there any time, they're open pretty much. <laughs> from like 7 a.m. to like 10 p.m. Every fucking day. Yeah. Like in, in, in the UK on a Sunday, I remember the the only time um, the 24-hour supermarket down south wouldn't open, would be it wouldn't be able to open more than five hours down a Sunday. Mm. There's just no reason for that now. Well, I never understand why... Um, it's some kind of weird religious thing. Sainsbury's at four. Like all of the supermarkets so they in do, town close at four, they? do they? ten till four or eleven yeah. till five. Yeah. It's mad, don't you think? But why would they just go later? I mean, like... Just do 12 be, till oh, 6. We're all losing out because of online shopping. Well, you're losing out because of online shopping, partly because you're not fucking open. <laughs> so, online shopping is always Would you remember like when, uh, like when we were young, uh, it would be unfathomable for the, for the kids nowadays. Um, pubs just closing during the, the, the afternoon. Oh, mate. Mate. Mad. I, 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 listen. And like people, people had finished, yeah. finished their drinks about three, it closed off for a couple of hours, then they'd be back on it at five. Yeah. They had I, to, I remember it, that. It was vividly, basically vividly. saying to all drunks, you've just got to go home, mate, for a bit. Just put an appearance in, then you can come back and have the, enjoy the evening. So you know that the um, I, I might have this wrong, but I think that the all day licensing legislation might have only been changed when Labour came in in ninety seven. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, and then even then, yeah, after that, but, but, but that took ages for all the pubs to mm. adhere to it. I remember, and I would have been probably eighteen. So this would be nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine, mm. just before I went to uni. I remember the pub we used to go to after football on a, on a Saturday, mm. right? She would is a landlady there, proper old fashioned kind of landlady, independently run pub. I don't even know. She might even still be running it. Mm. Uh, anyway, you'd go to after football. You play football, kick up at ten thirty. You finish at twelve thirty one. Go to the pub for an hour. She would close at two till six, then she'd open again. Yeah, that's it's unfathomable now. <laughs> like, it's crazy how different that is now, isn't it? I, I often think, and this is this is a bit of a trope. And so forgive me, but it really hit home to me yesterday when I was thinking to myself around that time. Just people were just about getting mobile phones, and there was no real internet that much in mm. people's homes. What were we fucking doing with our time? What were we doing? I think there's not there's not been a more seismic change in life mm. in our lifetime than the internet. No, no, definitely not. I mean, because because before, yeah, what did we get up to? Did we just just look at stuff? I went out in London <laughs> once. I went out in London at the age of eighteen. Right, it, we went to see um, John. Mm. Right, he had, he had, he was in uni in London. Right, and he had been. I think it was in our first year of uni, so it, it would have been ninety nine. Mm. Right, eighteen. I came up because I wasn't at uni there because I had a third year because I failed on my A levels. So I was still living at home. A few of my mates were in Bristol. They went to London. We all, we all kind of gravitated towards London, right? Yeah. And he had been there for three months or something like that. So none of us really knew London at all. And we just went straight into the centre of town. We met at his house, dropped our stuff, went straight into the centre of town. Had a few drinks. Decided we, someone had some fucking rumour there was a party happening. Yeah. So we got on the tube for about four stops to go somewhere else. Um, a mate of mine got chatting to someone, right? Didn't know we were getting off the tube. Stayed on Stayed it. Stayed on it. And we I didn't see him again for like the next time we were home for uni. <laughs> because he just he was like, well, there's no there's no way in a city this big we're ever gonna find him. Yeah. Right? And we're not going home. We're not sacking the night off, right? <laughs> it's his own fault. So he, he ended up going on some mad one with some people he didn't even know and didn't right. even turn up back at the house. And I went home again without seeing him. But what I'm doing stuff. My point no, cause, well, well, I guess he went there later after right. I'd gone. But my point is this. <laughs> this was about eight PM. Yeah. Back then his night was over yeah. because he couldn't contact anyone. <laughs> People don't even think about that now. No. It would be a laugh and it would be 20 minutes detour. That's it. It's more just kind of like, uh, I, I used to really resent people who would fuck the night up like that. They would just wouldn't get in somewhere because they were too pissed or whatever. But or you, would, you do a lot of that stuff. Like... You used to do a lot of that stuff back in the day. You used I, was be... never, I was never you... a liability of getting in place. Like no, I but you used to nip places. off, didn't you? You used to nip off. I like place. a nip off. Yeah. I like to see what's going on. I like just having a nip off. Yeah. but who, who... I need to be constrained. Did you ever um, pull your socks over your shoes to get into a nightclub? I used to do that in Portsmouth. Uh, no, I think I'd, no, I'd always have the correct, I'd always prepare because I was like, the the last hurdle is getting into the Wesley Nightclub in Hartlepool. You know, that's the last hurdle. Let me ask you something. And if you're not prepared to dress properly, you don't deserve to be in there. Did you want to be in there? Yeah, I wanted to be in there. Okay, right. Because for me, I never really wanted to go. Were. Oh, right. I never really wanted to go. To the... me. <laughs> I only ever wanted to go into the nightclub because I wasn't ready to go home. I wasn't into the nightclub scene. Right. I just wanted to carry on boozing. I, I think at that point, maybe because I didn't go to watch football that often in big places, just seeing that many people in one place, it just felt like that exciting? a real happening. Yeah, I, I never like, really thought wow, that. Wow. Look really at all that. these people in, here in the same place. It's mad. I, I, remember, I remember there used to be a club, nightclub in Portsmouth called Fifth Avenue, right? Mm. Especially um, Fifth Avenue and Hartlepool too. That, that whole building burnt down. Mm. I'm not going to say why I think it burnt down. But <laughs> look it up. Yeah. How are you? Okay. Um, you might recognise some of the names involved. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, and we used to go there and, and we used to play football on a Sunday then as well. And Sunday night then 
was, um, I think it must have, was it a Sunday? Can it have even been open on Sunday? Anyway, there was a night where it was like over 25s, right? Okay. And I was about 17, right? 18. <laughs> but the football team I played with, a lot of the guys were a lot older. Mm. And they liked going to these nights mm. because they, I guess they just didn't really like hanging around with young people. With mm. my, me as an exception, I guess. I was just their friend. And they used to fucking corral me into the nightclub. <laughs> they used to basically surround me. Yeah. And just usher me through, and, and it would be more hassle for the bouncers to stop me. Yeah, because I always, so many people, yeah. I always used to get in, and I've seen photos of myself now from back then. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I look about fucking twelve. There's no way I should be in there. And I remember thinking to myself, "Oh, no girls want to talk to me." It's like, of course they want to fucking talk to you. You're seventeen as yeah, well. You look terrible. You look really <laughs> bad. I remember there was one famous photo that all my mates started to piss at me for. Uh, the ones I still see, where I'm in an over 25s nightclub. Mm. I think I'm 17. Right. I'm wearing um, a Ben Sherman check shirt. I like it. With an Adidas drill top over the top. Right, okay. So I've, sp- I've mixed the casual yeah, and sport, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. I've got really baggy jeans on and a massive <laughs> pair of Timberland. I, look, I, just look really, I just look ridiculous. I know people are going to ask that photo after I dig it out. But yes, yeah. please. Back in the daylight, it was... I don't know, there was a lot more innocence about it. Do you know what I mean? It was mm. never, you weren't uploading shit, were you? Anyway, that's a bit boring, but there you go. Um, we've got to talk about how, um, and this is, a really, this is really remiss of me, on Monday I forgot to ask you how A, Stewie's doing, and B, you celebrated Father's Day with him. Uh, I didn't celebrate Father's Day with him. Uh, he was, yeah, he had a normal Sunday, went down the pub, did a wordle. Uh, <laughs> Why is he doing the world at the pub? It's a solo pursuit. Well, sometimes he'll do it at like two o'clock in the morning, so I'll wake up to see how well he's done at the world. Well, does he spoiler it? No, he doesn't spoiler it, because he can sort of copy the results without showing what actually... You know, oh, so you mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you know, um, um, it's it's really brought us together. Weirdly, like we, nice. we we text every day because of Wordle, and uh, and he gets really angry because I toss a couple of rounds off just to sort of feel my way. If I've already got like a couple yeah. of letters, I'm like, well, that could be anything. Yeah, and I'll toss another round off by just selecting loads of uh, letters. That You're playing with there. fire. I'm playing with fire. He gets really upset about it. What's no, your what's your, hit, what's your percentage success rate though? I always get it eventually. Right. Rarely don't get it. But you get right. six scores, don't you? So you can usually get that. Yeah. What did you get him for, for Father's Day? Uh, just got him a, a card with a, that picture of him uh, with the big box of crisps. Oh, yeah, you Christmas, sent me that, actually, when he, yeah. Uh, when, when he came back on Christmas Day with my crisps. Mom, my mum sent him out for uh, a, couple of ba- a couple of bags of crisps, in her words, and he came back with a box of 36 yeah. that I think were out of date. Just the two of them. Just the two of them. Um, I, actually got, them. I actually got my dad a Wordle-themed Father's Day card this year because he loves Wordle as oh, well. Oh, right, yeah. And it was, um, how did I, what did I do to get a dad as good as you? I guess I was just... Insert word or graphic. Lucky. All green letters. <laughs> Which doesn't really even make sense because we're thinking about it because that's a five-letter word and it should be a six-letter word, right? Uh, well, no, it's a five-letter no, word. Five-letter yeah, word. Yeah, okay, yeah, it you're right, you're fine. Okay, cool. Um, I actually took my dad for lunch uh, in a pub near where my sister lives. Mm. Um, we had a nice time. And um, I think it's, I get the impression that in, this kind of, in that kind of occasion where there's a whole family there, my dad's allowed to order the stuff he wants to order. Right, My, okay. my mum won't stop him. So, so what? So he... Usually order stuff that you can't have. So I, no, so I get my impatience from my mother, right? Mm. So I'm quite impatient, right? My mum always wants to do things as quickly as possible. I'm kind of like that. In in, in the situations where someone's hungry or wait, just get it done, just get it done. Yeah. So as so, soon as you finish eating, just get out of here. If they go for dinner, my mum will be massively like, "Let's just get a main course." <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my dad wants to be take his time, be a little yeah, more yeah, deliberate yeah. with stuff, and so. But when the whole family are there, my mum doesn't feel like she can kind of overbear. So he could get, get himself a starter, get himself a main, get himself a dessert. It's all good stuff, mate. It's all good stuff. But it was nice. It was nice to spend the Sunday with him. Lovely. 
Um, and um, we were with uh, my niece and nephew as well. Um, so that was good. It was fun. How was his, uh, how was his uh, benches? Yeah, good. Good, yeah. yeah. He's got, we've got one of his benches in my garden. Uh, he's got one in his garden. He, he's, he had this idea, where he want, which I think is a really nice idea. It's kind of a legacy project. Mm. Right? He's not that old or anything, but he kind of wants to do stuff in his retirement. I think I might have mentioned this to you. And, and for listeners who don't can't remember this, just very, very quickly, my dad will get bench ends, iron bench ends off of like Gumtree or the internet. And mm. you can pick them up. And sometimes you can even pick them up for free because people yeah. don't want them. And he takes them into his workshop and he restores them and he paints them and varnishes them. And then he breaks down. It's quite clever, actually. It's quite a clever idea. He breaks down pallets, which again are free, mm. completely free. And he uses them to make the bench slats, right? Mm. And he you know, varnishes them up. They all look really nice. And the bench in our garden is really beautiful. Uh, and they're all individually painted. It's a bespoke job. Yeah. And he said to me uh, a while back, wouldn't it be great to just make them and just put, start putting them in parks around Gosport where he lives? Mm. And, then, and no, I mean, really, no one would notice, would they? No one's going to give a shit. No. People are going to be happy, right? And if, yeah. the council, if the council tried to take him away, I think there'd be a bit of an uproar about it. So I told mm. him he should definitely do it. Yeah. Um, he's, I'm not sure if he's got around to it. But then he also said to me that um, he reckons he could probably charge, what did he say? He said, oh, that lot up in London would probably pay 300 quid for this, <laughs> which is like massive, like baffling to him. 300 quid would be cheap, I think, for garden furniture. Of that quality as of well. Of that quality, yeah. yeah. Uh, but to him, like, he'd, he'd be doing it anyway. He doesn't care. <laughs> he'd, he'd do it for free. He gave us a bench for free. So How does he, how do he strip the paint off the old uh, things? Is he acid bath? Is he I an acid he bath uses, man or a sandblaster? He uses that stuff, that product. I can't remember what it's called now. But but he will, he will if it's if the if the bench ends are rusty, whether he'll blast them, yeah. Mm. And then he does a really good job at it. He's, he's really deliberate at it. So he can, he can never do it as a business because I think he's more of an artisan. He takes ages. Right. He really takes his time. But um, they do look good. I'll, I'll share a photo with uh, with Rory, and he can put it on social media. There's mm. one in our garden. It, it really does genuine like bright. Our garden's quite long and thin, mm. and so we've got um, garden furniture up on the deck, and but on on the um, on the main bit of the garden, walking up towards the deck, um, it really like, genuinely does brighten up the garden. It's really cool. It's like a really beautiful piece of like ornate furniture. That must be very satisfying for him, I think. Yeah, and it's completely alien to me because I could never do anything like that. Mm. How's your decking, by the way? Uh, well, it's it's still still kind of there. It's it's just there's too, too much. There's too many little things to sort of worry about in that bloody house. If you can afford it, I would recommend getting a landscaper to do the garden from top to bottom. We don't really have a garden. We just have planters. Oh, okay, it's all right. Just yard and planters. What do you mean, just yard? It's just, yeah, it's just a yard. Yeah, but how but big we, is the space? It's quite big. You well, can they, fit yeah, but the landscaper can come in and you can consult them. Have whatever you want, and they'll mm. do it for you. Yeah. It's oh, worth right, it, right? Well, yeah, but the, you'd, have pull, now. you'd have to pull, pull up. The, now. You'd have to pull up all of the the, the, the pavement, the, the flagstones, and then and then put uh, soil down, wouldn't you? What do you know soil. about flagstones? <laughs> I know you can't just put soil on top of flagstones. Well, try it. We've got, <laughs> we've, got we've got, we've got, we've got, um, we've got um, that that concrete flagstone stuff all the way up our garden, but we've yeah. got planters on the side, and we've got a deck at the back, see, and right. we've got the fences done, the planters done, the lights, mm. the planting. We've got a cherry tree in our garden, which we got. So one of the, one of the most exciting things about having the garden done was um, the guy who did it, he, um, he said, right, we're finished now, but now we've got this plant. Mm. So what I need you to do is tomorrow morning, you need to meet me at this place. We had to meet him at 5 a.m., right? Because it's like a nursery thing where all <laughs> yeah, the best yeah, plants yeah, yeah, are going yeah. and they get taken. Mm. And he said, just pick all your plants that you want. And we picked a cherry tree uh, at one point, and it was the best decision we've ever made in that garden. It's right. a fucking amazing cherry tree now. So you get lots of cherries? Yeah, you get, we get like 250 cherries every Bring summer. Bring us in some cherries. I should do. We've got some in the fridge right now. Yeah, but go. the great thing about those, Pete, is that I've got quite a small percentage of cherry trees in our climate, I think, because there's lots of different species. Mm. Quite, a, quite, um, quite a small amount of them actually fruit. 
Mm. And the ones that do fruit, I think it's only 10% of them are edible. They're really sour. Ah. We've got beautifully sweet cherries and we get them every summer. Nice. I'll bring some in. Oh, sweet, sweet soil. This is a great tree. To the point, I can't tell you how passionate I, I am about this tree, but the <laughs> thing that keeps nigging at the back of my mind is when we go finally move house and move out of London. You can't take your cherry tree with you. No. You and should so, have a go. Well, what Mimi's done, which is great because she's a brilliant gardener, She's now taking a cutting. Yeah. And right. she's grown another one. Yeah, a small one. And it'll take years and years. So by the time we move, hopefully we'll still be able to carry it. <laughs> and, and the legacy will continue. Anyway. I've got a lemon tree in the back of mine. I planted that. That doesn't grow any lemons, does it? That yeah. You won't get lemons out of that. Got two lemons? No way. Got two lemons? How big? About that big. Quite big. I'm surprised to hear that. <laughs> Why are you surprised? They, they to only hear really, that? they're much more successful in southern Europe. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, just, it's happened, doesn't it? Is it because you've got a bit of a sun trap in your garden? It is a bit of a sun trap, yeah. I suppose it's a nice climate out there as well. Yeah. Okay, right. I'd love to know more about that, actually, but let's have a break. When we come back, we've got to do battery brands. Batteries. We're still sending them in. Yeah. Um, and let's see if we can get to some other stuff as well. Um, let's do that, Pete. Let's take a break now. All right, then. And we're back with Luke Peachot. It is uh, Thursday, 23rd of June. So, of course, we're talking about all things batteries. If you've opened up a bit of consumer electronica and you found a, a weird named battery in there uh, or two, uh, we're not talking about rechargeable kind of lithium ones. That's not kind of our bag. They have to be the usual D cells, C cells, uh, a cells. On, the, on, the, on the show. Uh, a yeah. cells? Is A, a cells, cells a thing? Uh, well, double A, triple A, all yeah. that stuff. I think there is a, a single A size. Uh, but you just don't see them very often. Um, got one from Drew. Hello, Drew. Thank you for that. Uh, hey, Luke and Pete. I set some batteries in a few days ago and decided to have a look around my house to see if I had any other batteries lying around. Uh, I ended up finding these interesting batteries. These are Google-branded batteries that came with my new Chromecast TV remote. They're mostly unbranded other than the fine print. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on these uh, and if they could be, even be counted as a new player. As always, keep up the good work, gents. Uh, Drew. Difficult to uh, uh, search the, the Google Drive for... Uh, yeah, in it because it's got the word Google in it. That's the I problem. Don't, I don't think they should be counted. Well, uh, yeah, just because the the whole kind of the naming convention, it just seems like a. You've not you've not let this type of stuff pass before, right? I think you should be consistent on this. Okay. And I also really don't want to top Google into the search. <laughs> Uh, Drew, I'm afraid you've fallen at the, uh, the the first hurdle just simply because we're quite lazy. Hello, boys. Uh, I've recently come across a single Eneloop Pro. Eneloop Pro, quite literally in the wild. It had been planted at the turf at Nebworth, perhaps by a recreational drug user. <laughs> <laughs> the photo we is it wedged into some grass. Yeah. So I don't understand what that's got to do with drugs. Yeah. I enjoyed explaining to my family at the Liam Gallagher gig why it was so important to grab a photo of this to send into your show. All the best, Joe. Uh, a, an errant Nebworth battery. What kind of family goes to a Liam Gallagher gig at Nebworth It's interesting. Together? I mean, because I've got a few people I know went to that gig and uh, I can't help but think that they uh, were letting themselves into more than they... The, biting off more than they could chew, really, because it was... They're not known for being particularly polite, the old Oasis uh, fans, are they? Awful. Yeah. Awful. And oh, I um, being thrown. I also um, told... Did I tell you my favourite story about that gig? Uh, about Fat White Family? Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. that yes, was classic. Yeah. You can go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it already. Uh, and Loop Pro, I mean, listen, Joe, um, mm. what you decide to do with your own family is your own business. I'm sure they're lovely people. I'm sure you had a great time. Uh, bucket hats or not, buckets of piss or not, yeah. as Donaldson would say. Uh, I'm delighted to tell you, my friend, that you are the first person to ever send in an Eneloop Pro battery. No, and what? The fact, you, the fact that you found it 
wedged into a patch of grass at Nebworth makes it all the more sweet for me. So congratulations to you, Joe. I've seen Enloop before. Maybe not Enloop Pro then. Different branding. Yeah, there we go. Counts. There you go. Uh, hello to Simon in Norwich. Hello, boys. Before the battery, I found my stupid dog who did a cruciate knee ligament in lockdown fucked her other leg last week. That is both cruciates torn in two years. Simon, I can't imagine how much that costs to fix. Quite a lot, I imagine. Yeah. Anyway, probably not, but it's the first random battery found in my house, technically in an old PowerPoint pointer thing. Nacon Alkaline. Is this a new player? I think it's a new player, Luke. Is it N-A-C-C-O-N? N-A-C-C-O-N. Nacon Alkaline. This this is a really interesting one. Mm. Simon, you are a new player, right? I'd like to send congratulations to you. Well done. Mm Mm-hmm. You sent this battery in on January, uh, sorry, on June the 1st mm. this year. On June the 6th, our friend and listener Andrew Folia also sent someone in, one in. Mm. They're the f- only two times we've had it <laughs> in a five-day period, but Andrew was five days too late. So Simon oh. is a new player. Andrew isn't. Congratulations and commiserations. Just can show you the jeopardy involved in mm. life's rich pageant when it comes to the Luke and Pete show. We're in the world of the Nacon. We're just living in the Nacon world. Do you reckon Nacon's a new one they've started to roll out? And maybe. We're maybe we're inbox. at the forefront of this whole thing, to be honest. Yeah. Crazy, right? Mm. Absolutely crazy. Uh, I'll check in a quick uh, email before we uh, chip off from James Jennings. Morning, guys. In reference to my email Thursday uh, and steel erecting, I thought I'd share a few pictures of my current job in Mayfair just behind the Japanese embassy. It's very physically demanding, although we do use a crane for the heavier steel. Love the show. Keep the good work. And uh, I, I have to say, there's some beautiful steel erecting uh, happening. Do you reckon James is a bigger boy? I think he might be a bigger boy, yeah. I mean, it depends. He could be like an engineer that has like the clipboard... And he doesn't have to be a big boy. He wears like a white shirt, and 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 that's kind of his his kind of civvy uh, yeah. outfit. But they just it, put the old hard hat on, don't yeah. they? Yeah, I just love the fact. I, I just love the kind of steel erecting. There's there's the central kind of column for what I presume is stairwells. No, that's so the lift the, shaft, so, isn't it? I don't think it is because it's got floors. It, it might it might be a lift and the lift and goes stairs, to floors, famously, and stairs and stair combined. Uh, there's a big cement construction up uh, with maybe the lift and, and definitely the stairs, uh, and then around it is this massive steel construction. How are they going to fill the floors? It's going to be like like, a, like thin aluminium kind of floors, maybe. Ha- can I ask a, a kind of controversial question around right. hard hats? Right, you got a hard hat on. It's made of. Plastic. It's not going to protect you if you if a steel girder falls on your head. You've answered my question. <laughs> How much good is that actually doing? Well, I mean, I think it's just if a if a rock falls off something or a, or, a, or somebody drops a spanner, it'll probably protect you against a spanner. Yeah, good point. Mm. But it's not helping you with the big the big stuff. It's not. It's not. No. <laughs> you're you're still good enough about one foot tall if you <laughs> if you have that fall in your head. James is great. I like the idea that James is working in this environment right in the middle of town, just beyond the Japanese embassy, as he mm. says, and he's listening to Luke and Pete show because I am quite surprised that you could listen to it. Listen to music or podcast while doing that job. Maybe he just listen to it in his own spare time and I've missed mm. the point here. Surely headphones aren't allowed on building sites. No, definitely not. If I'm not allowed to use them in a Tesco picking factory in 2002, yeah. uh, even though it was very cold and I could conceal them under my hat, uh, you're just not allowed. Because people are reversing forklift trucks. People are running around with pump trucks on. Much much easier for you to, to do that at Tesco. Was it Tesco you said? Tesco pick, yeah. yeah. Picking, you could yeah. do that now because of the wireless headphones, right? People wouldn't yeah, even know. They wouldn't even have known. You had to have a cable got back it. then. Absolutely. Got I it. couldn't wear them at the Great South Run. Right. They, Why? Some, some running races don't let you because they, if yeah, an ambulance needs to get through, right. they, they can't get rid of you. You can't get out of the way. You don't get out of the if way. You're, what enough. kind of headphones are going to stop you from hearing an ambulance? Mate, you Jesus. know, I've got some great Bose noise cancellers. <laughs> they are fucking good. You, you are know what, Bose. The, the problem with Bose is that they've moved from the wired model to the, to the wireless model now, and the noise cancel is nowhere near as good. I just don't think they can generate the power or something. 
So the Bose cabled, I'll show you afterwards, the, Bo- the Bose cabled ones, I've got like a little box on the cable that you have to charge. Yes. Okay. And it plugs into whatever. I use them in my laptop still now. They're the best headphones ever. And they, the noise cancelling is fucking fierce. The, the new model are the... Like, Bluetooth. Bluetooth ones. Right. And they are noise cancelling. And they're noise cancelling, I would say, my estimation would be probably 60 to 70% as powerful noise cancelling. Is the noise cancelling inside the earpiece rather Correct. than on the... Right, okay. Well, that makes sense. And it's no coincidence that the wired ones, the box is about that big yeah. to do it. Yeah. And do you know how noise cancelling works? Yes. Kind of mad. It's a, yeah, it's absolutely insane. It, it, but it means you can... Uh, They've sort of started working on kind of entire room noise cancelling, if you know what I mean. Right. So just taking that technology and making it bigger. You can't see this, but that is, that is <laughs> it's good, full isn't it? stuff, yeah. It's good, so but I do worry... It fires out little cells to neutralise the sound. Yeah, like a, it's an inverted phase of whatever it's listening to really, really quickly. That's, what, that's, that's why out of the blue, really big high pitch sounds can't be cancelled because it mm. can't react quick enough, right? It's amazing. I, I, when but I first it, heard that, I thought it was a joke. But it, does, so make, but it does make you kind of because if you ever rub the microphone on the outside of like big headphones, you're like, "Oh, fine, that's loud." Yeah. Um, but like, if you, uh, yeah, I think if I, I think it does make you feel a bit weird when you got them on. It goes like you can feel like a closeness, like it all, yeah, it's all in your head. A little you feel bit. claustrophobic, yeah. doesn't it? I, when I I can't speak on the phone by using them as noise cancelling, right? Because yeah. it sounds fucking mad. Because you can't hear yourself as yeah, well. That's, hard, yeah. that's the hardest thing. So I always used to use the little iPhone ones for that. Mm. They work fine. Yeah. Um, I think people listening to this show would like to know and be, I think, comforted that we <laughs> take noise cancelling headphone. We take it seriously. We do take it seriously. And it means you can, you'd have to turn up your, the headphones that high and bust your ears. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly. On that note, Pete, we should get out of here. Let's get out. Um, of we here. didn't even have a chance to talk about the um, the AI. Um, thing that happened last week the AI thing that happened last Rory, week Rory just put AI in the running order <laughs> I want to talk about the AI um, situation next time yeah because right. it's a fascinating discussion Peter yeah. and it's right up your street and it's tell very it, controversial tell it to Eureka Li- little teaser for you <laughs> yeah. some guy at Google who's been working on an AI machine yeah. started to go off piste with I the think, old briefings I think he's got too close that AI machine yeah well he's been sacked he's been sacked so yeah, look, yeah. work out what happens next you do the math <laughs> we'll talk about it next time see you, uh, see you then thank you very much for listening it's hello at lukeandpeacher.com to email in we are at lukeandpeacher on social media we also really love it when you tell your friends about the show when you, when you review us well on Apple or wherever you get your pods I know it's tedious. I know it's kind of boring to hear us say this, but it does mm. really help us. So please do do that. Tell your friends. Leave us a nice review if you like the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, it's not just a testament to us. It's actually a testament to the team behind the show. We get no credit at all. And it's really helpful for them as well. So please do that. Until next time, we'll see you on Monday. Peter, have a lovely weekend. Fairly well. Uh, good luck with the decking and all the rest of it. And I'll see you uh, on Monday as well. Uh, and it's goodbye from me too. And we'll speak to you soon. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.